Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Mind Aware 211. We're redefining who we are and how we're supposed to live. That little four-step transition transitions the inner critic into an inner coach. I really believe that it was that excitement and that passion and that, that drive that I had that kept me going. Oh my God, I love it here. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. So we talk a lot about different things having to do with mindset and obviously awareness. That's why we're called the Mind Aware Show. And people might wonder, like, do we do this just because it's interesting and it's fun? Or do we do it because it actually makes an impact in your business? Well, guess what? That's what you're going to learn today. I am here with Thomas Sterner. He is the author of Fully Engaged. And we're going to talk to you about why mindset, mindfulness, being present in the moment makes a difference in your business. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's great to be here. Okay, so let's just hit this straight on. Why, as an entrepreneur, should I care about being present-focused? Well, the bottom line is performance. Uh, if you look at the studies that have been done, uh, particularly in sports like golf, which are so mental, uh, and they can be because the ball basically just sits there and waits for you to do something, which gives you a lot of time to think, and your thinking can interfere with your your productivity and your progress and your performance, or it can enhance it. And what we found is basically that when we're in the, the present moment, we're functioning at the highest level that we can. And this is this is the culmination of both empirical Western studies and stuff that's been around in Eastern thought for thousands of years. So we, we really know this for sure now. When you're functioning in the present moment, you're operating at the highest level, which means that you will get more done in less amount of time with less effort and your experience of achieving whatever the goal is that you're after will be one of contentment and peace and not one of anxiety and anticipation. And so is it just because you're more focused that you're more productive? What do you think it is? What is it about being present focused that makes your achievement better? Because I, I like the golf analogy a lot that if you are playing a game where you've got all the time in the world to think about the shot and line up the shot, you know, it makes it easy to really get the edge on the mental game. So I like that. And so I can see how that applies. But what do you think it is? Is it that the focus, the getting lost, the being in the flow that makes it easier? I would say that you know, when you're in the present moment, you have total access to your full consciousness as opposed to being attached to some time in the future, like when you actually achieve the goal. You know, when you're attached to a future point in time when you're going to have this goal, or you're going to realize this goal, whatever it is, 
then there is a portion of your consciousness, which would be your performance too, that is attached to that and it's not there. And the other problem with that is when you are attached to the moment you realize the goal, then what happens is, is you put yourself at war with the process of achieving the goal. So now the process of achieving the goal becomes the struggle that you have to go through uh, so that you can get to this point in the future. So your performance drops way down. It actually takes longer. And your experience of this time between now, where you are, and where you want to be is not a pleasant one. So it's almost like you're engaging with a split mind. Absolutely. Yeah, you're sabotaging yourself with that. And, you know, we're we're really taught to not be in the present moment. And it's not easy to nurture that because the mind doesn't like to be in the present moment. You know, the mind, one of the things they've talked about or they've realized in sports psychology is that, the, you know, the mind is a problem-solving machine. And if you don't give it something to solve, it'll go looking for something to solve. So, um, and that brings about, you know, are you aware of what your mind is doing? And most people are not. Most people spend their day um, in their thoughts, you know, in absorbed in the emotions that their thoughts are are creating. So, in other words, the mind is visiting all these things. Usually, not what you're where you're at right now. It's it's anticipating stuff. It's problem solving in the future. It's thinking about stuff that happened yesterday or a month ago and saying, "But if we'd only hadn't done that, if we had done this, all these things." And all of that computational um, energy is not going into what you're doing right now. And it's stealing that away from you. But it's also every time the mind visits one of these different areas, a thought is produced. And the result of that thought is an emotional response. And then you experience that emotional response, which is very draining physically and mentally. And it's one of the reasons why, uh, as entrepreneurs, you end up so tired at the end of the day. Oh, my gosh. I've got so many questions for you now. I just have to let my mind just be present right here in this moment and sort through all this. So, you know, it's funny because when you mentioned that the mind is a problem-solving machine and if you don't give it something to work on, it's just going to go looking for something. I remember reading about different dog breeds one time and there was this one dog breed. I don't even remember what it was, but it was some very active, smart dog. And what they were basically saying is you better have an hour a day to run around with this dog and do fun stuff, because if you don't, it's going to find its own trouble to get into. And it reminds me so much of what you just said about the mind. It's almost like if you don't occupy your mind intentionally, if you don't intentionally stay focused and occupy your mind intentionally, then what's going to happen is your mind is going to naturally wander to the future or to the past. And really, you keep bringing it back to athletes. But I think that what you're saying is athletes have mastered this. They have to be in the present moment to be at their best and be successful. And so what is it that we can do to get better at this? Well, what has happened with the athletes is because of the money that's involved and because the physical prowess has advanced so far that the final frontier is the mind. And, you know, the two of them are always working together. And we can really see this in sports, particularly in something like golf, where uh, golf is such a mental game. You hit a bad shot. Now you've got this five minute walk to the ball and there's all sorts of things that can be happening in your mind. You can either be talking yourself into a good shot or talking yourself into self-destruction. So there's all this, this stuff that can go on there. And that's the reason why they've had to do it in order to be, once, once it started to happen and this development started to happen, then it became a point where you couldn't be competitive in the sport unless you really started to develop this stuff. So how do you know that? 
Well, the first thing is, you know, when people say, well, you know, how do I get into the present moment? Well, you have to know when you're not in the present moment. And so we get back to this thing of we have to become aware of our thoughts. And that's the reason why I tell people you have got to engage. The very first step is you have to engage in some thought awareness training. And so what is that? You know, you some people could call it meditation, but the problem for me with that word in the context of what we're talking about here, particularly with entrepreneurs, is that it has all these different connotations. And what we want to do is we want to become more aware of exactly what is my mind doing, because your your mind will produce thoughts with or without your permission. And if you can learn that and you can become aware of what your mind is doing, now you have a choice of what your mind is doing. You can't be the master of your thoughts if you're not aware of what thoughts your mind is producing. And most people, as I said, they just spend their day in their thoughts. So, you know, we go through thought awareness training and that creates this opportunity to choose. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but at least you have the opportunity to choose because you're aware. And uh, through thought awareness training, your your ability to choose is also strengthened at the same time. Okay, so I'm with you 100% on this. And I think what you're suggesting then, when you're talking about thought awareness training, I think you've I've heard you call it present moment functioning too, which I think is brilliant, really brilliant way to put it, is you're saying if you give yourself these quiet times that some people would call meditation, you're going to get good at slowing your mind down and at being more aware and being more present. I think the fear that people have with meditation, especially entrepreneurs, is that they think, oh, my God, I'm going to have to sit there quiet for an hour and I'm going to my head's going to explode if I have to do that. So what is your recommendation for getting started with something like this? You really only need 10 minutes, you know, maybe 15 most. You don't. You couldn't sit for an hour. Uh, you, know, you really couldn't. And the pro- the mistake that most people make, probably all people make when they get involved in this, is that they think the goal is a quiet mind. And, you know, while that would be nice, even the people that practice meditation all day long don't get a quiet mind because the mind just resists that. What you're really after is an awareness of your thoughts. And I think it's interesting almost amusing to me when I talk to people who are when they start out with this and they say, you know, I'm really not good at this, this stuff because I'm chasing my mind all the time. And my response to that is that means you're good at it because you can't be chasing your mind if you're not noticing what your mind is doing. Wow. You have to notice your mind to chase it. And that means that you're moving along very well. And you also have to understand that depending on what's going on with the business, with your life, you're going to have some 10, 15 minute sessions where your mind is just, it's just out of control and you're going to be running the whole time. Then there's going to be other times when you're more relaxed and that's not going to be the case. Your mind is going to be slower. I think it's important. You brought up a point about being focused. You know, when you're in the present moment, your mind is only processing what's right in front of you, which means that your thoughts been out. You don't have as much activity going on in your in your mind because your mind isn't it isn't running all over the place. It's just processing exactly what you're asking it to. It's an amazing feeling. And time just kind of goes away and you're just totally absorbed in this process of what you're doing. Uh, You're not experiencing anticipation and regret and all these other things. And as I said earlier, you have full access to your consciousness and your performance goes way up. 
Yeah. Oh, it's such good stuff all the way around. I'm really digging this. And I think you just gave hope to everybody out there who notices their monkey mind. But when you've got that monkey mind, remember what Tom just said. That means you're doing a great job because you've noticed it. You're like, there it is. I see all those crazy thoughts. I hear all those crazy thoughts. So we're going to take a quick break. We're having a great conversation with Thomas Sterner. And when you go look for him and look for his material, you Thomas M. Sterner, or if you're looking for just Tom Sterner, you might end up with some porn star or some other other thing out there that's out there. So use Thomas M. Sterner and go check out his book, Fully Engaged. You can head to his website directly if you like, which is under Tom Sterner, T-O-M-S-T-E-R-N-E-R.com. We're going to take a quick break, but when I come back, I'm going to ask Tom about his concept about setting goals with accurate data. You know, have we been doing it wrong? How can we do it better? Let's find out. We'll be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great. And it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com. And that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? Trainyourbrainu.com. That's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hi, this is Zaina Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a really interesting talk with the author of Fully Engaged. This is such an interesting book, and I know you'll love it. This is Thomas Sterner, who is with us. We are talking about the importance of, I'm going to say mindfulness, but I like his terminology better. Think about it as thought awareness. Thought awareness training, thought awareness. I mean, aren't we all about that at the Mind Aware? How can being more present help make us more productive, and better yet, make us happier, feel better, get into that flow. You know, athletes are tapping into this right now. Why don't we? And so make sure and check out more about Tom at TomSterner.com. One of the things you talk about, Tom, is about setting goals with accurate data. Can you tell us what that means? Well, one of the, I think one of the big snafus for entrepreneurs, myself included, it's a lesson that was hard learned by me, is that we generally don't set goals with accurate data. What we do is we come up with a goal and then subconsciously we immediately create a time frame where, you know, as far as how long we should think, we think it should take to achieve that goal. And what's wrong with that is that if that time frame is off, which usually it is, my, my motto is everything takes longer than you expect it to. When you do that, what happens is you begin to undermine your confidence because you begin to evaluate your progress based on a false timeline. So an example that I've used, you know, many, many times only because it's so obvious is someone who wants set their goal is to lose 20 pounds and they come up with a timeline of 10 days. Now we all know that's absurd, but we do that in business. We don't, you know, if you don't have enough information about how long should this take to accomplish this goal, and I think we have to understand that we may not be able to 
get the data, all the data that's necessary, because there's all, all sorts of things that change and they're in flux. I mean, for example, you know, when I originally started to publish um, my first book, The Practicing Mind, uh, I had all these ideas about how long it should take. But the, at that point, the Internet was in its infancy and all these things were changing, which I had no way of knowing that was that was going to happen because it was stuff I couldn't have even imagined. And so I kept coming up with these timelines of how long things should take. And they were very inaccurate, but I was judging my progress based on this inaccurate information, which if you go back to the weight loss thing, that ends up being a situation where, okay, now you're five days into this this diet program and you're doing everything correct. Your nutrition is correct. Your exercising is correct. And you're halfway through your program and you've only lost seven pounds. And you're thinking, I'm not good at this. There's all this internal dialogue that starts to happen. I'm not good at this. We're never going to accomplish this. Maybe we should abort it. All these types of things, which really have nothing to do with your ability to accomplish the goal or how fast you're moving. You may be moving at an accelerated rate, but you set up this this inaccurate data as your timeline, and now your confidence is being undermined. And all this internal dialogue, which is self-defeating, begins to happen, all because you really didn't have the research that you needed when you set the goal initially. And as I said, I'm always open when I set goals to understand that this is based on present course and speed. This is how long this should take. But I'm also aware that something might happen tomorrow or next week or next month, which will make me have to reevaluate that. And I, that's normal. And I'm going to be comfortable with it. Man, beating ourselves up and we're feeling bad for information that's not even real. I mean, it's not even real. Most of the time, especially in the entrepreneurial world, we don't know how long things take because we're the first ones doing them or the other people who've gone before and have done similar things. You can't just like Google on the internet, how long should it take me to publish a book? You know, they've all got different experiences, right? So That's it's right. like totally um, using it. It's almost like, uh, am I going to use this as an excuse to beat myself up? When the reality is we're probably, instead of looking at how far we've come and the progress that we are making and trusting that we're right on track, we use it as a tool just to, to feel bad about it. So let's say somebody's listening to this right now and, you know, you want to get started. You want to start being more mindful or being more present. What would you think would be the first step to that? Well, the first step, it's the first chapter in Fully Engaged. It's always the first thing I go over with when I'm coaching people is you've got to set up a, a thought awareness training session for yourself. And it's very, very simple. You know, all you need to do is there's two systems that work equally well. It depends on which one you prefer, and you can bounce back and forth between the two. One is a breath-based system, and one is a mantra-based system. In both systems, you, you just assume a comfortable posture, sitting in a chair, you close your eyes because you don't want visual cues to happen because then your brain's going to start interpreting that. You're really trying to kind of isolate yourself. Sometimes people will put on headphones with a little bit of white noise or something just to sort of block out if you're not in a super quiet uh, environment. And also you want to be seating yourself in a comfortable position. You don't want your foot going to sleep or that sort of thing because you don't want your body to be a distraction. And then if you're doing a breath-based, you just watch your body breathe. Um, the temptation is because we always want to be in control is to start to try to control your breath. And uh, you need to let go of that because obviously your body knows how to breathe and it doesn't need you instructing it. So that is the first thing you need to do is to just let go of that and just try to watch your body breathe. The other way, if you're using a mantra based, is it's just a phrase. And I, I tell people you really should pick a two or three word phrase, maybe four words, but you don't want a sentence. You just want something that you can repeat over and over again, and it can be whatever. It can be, 
I am quiet, I am happy, whatever works for you. But the, the main purpose of either one of those is, you know, your mind is the toddler in the, in the toy store. You want to give it just one thing to focus on so that you can pay attention and notice if it's not focusing on that. If you give it a problem to solve, then it's, you know, now it's doing all these calculations and everything. And that just is counterproductive. So you just want to give it one thing. Watch my breath or say this phrase. And you, what you will experience very quickly is your mind is very sneaky. It doesn't like it when you're in control. So what it will do is it will run off. And it might go to the grocery store. It might be working on a report. It might be analyzing something that's coming up. And you won't notice it because you will just be in your thoughts, which is where we spend most of our day. And then what will happen is you'll have this instant where you wake up and you realize, I'm not paying attention to my breath or I'm not saying my mantra. And that's the moment where you grow right there. As you, when you wake up and you notice it, you pull it back. And that's the process. You just keep doing that over and over again. And it's really like... I tell people it's like exercise. You never master it. It's like you never, when you exercise daily, you don't get to a point where you say, well, I've mastered exercise. I'm done with it. Now I can just move on. This is something, you know, exercise is a healthy thing that we do for our body. And this thought awareness training is a healthy thing that we do for our internal workings in our mind and our, our self-awareness. And it is incredibly empowering. And it only takes... 10 minutes a day, you know, maybe 15 if you want. But what will happen as you do this is you will begin to see that you will be out in front of your life. In other words, you will see things happening before you have an emotional reaction to them. And you will begin to become the observer of what is going on instead of the puppet of what is going on. It's very, very, very powerful. And as I said, it gives you the opportunity to choose because you become aware of what your mind is doing without your permission. But then the second thing is that every time you pull the mind back, that's a repetition. And that's why I kind of chuckle when people say, you know, I'm not good at this because I'm doing it all the time. Well, that's like doing a lot of reps at the gym. I mean, every time you do that, you get a little stronger at it. And your ability to to pull the mind back gets better. So then you're going to find when you're in a stressful situation or a situation where your mind is just all over the place, you'll be able to pull the mind back into this focused moment. And, you know, if you're not in control of your mind, you're not in control of anything. So it's an amazing it's an amazing thing. It's simple. It's free. It's not hard to do. Uh, What can I say? It's it's been around for thousands of years. And um, we know this athletes are doing it and they understand that big executives are doing it. It's become so recognized as a performance booster that it's really very important that everybody you got to start there because without that thought awareness, you don't know when your mind is doing whatever. You're just running around with it, you know, as a participant. Yeah, you're told, you're absolutely right. And I think the other piece of that that I just want to piggyback on, because I, everything you're saying is so powerful and so true, is that you don't get so emotionally hooked into things either. You get good at not taking that emotional juice. You're more relaxed in situations. And you know, we have a lot of stress as entrepreneurs, but you don't experience that stress anymore and you don't experience it in the same way. So, I mean, just good stuff all around. I could talk to you for hours. I really want to encourage everybody, make sure and go check out Fully Engaged by Thomas M. Sterner or just go straight to Tom's website. It's tomsterner.com. Go check him out. This has been just a delight. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Dana. I've loved every minute.
I have two. I'm here every minute, too. I know. When we were both present, it was so cool. That's how that works, everybody. See, this is it. We're living it right now. Be here now. You know, and I just want to thank you all for being here because I know you get this. You know, we've got a different kind of entrepreneur on the Mind Aware Show, and I appreciate you for that, that you're out there and you hear this and you go, yeah, you know what? I could probably take five minutes or 10 minutes and try this or do this, become more and more aware of my thinking. And how much did you like that? He said you can do a mantra instead of just breathing, right? I mean, what a great way to get some good positive mantras in. You can say whatever you want, anything that keeps you focused. So make it something good and happy and positive that makes you feel good. Because you know what? You can do this right now and you can start getting the benefits of this right now. No reason that you can't start today and enjoy this and see that you're going to get more focused. You're going to set better goals. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're not going to get so emotionally hooked. And man, things are looking up already. Have a great one and we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. There's nothing quite like a Dana rant. Say it over and over and over again because it makes me so happy to have something that rhymes. Stop Cancel Clear, all my love is here. Stop Cancel Clear, all my power is here. Like, oh my God, I was always told never to be selfish. I know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just love it. It's just the little things, right? See you next time on The Mind Aware Show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.